what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit Build Real Talk podcast with Juliana. Today we are talking confidence, specifically though, confidence in chaos, confidence in chaos. So that means it could be a hot mess (laughs) that you are facing. You could have a big, scary giant literally in front of your face. You could be in the midst of something that seems impossible. You could be really battling something that seems like it's gone on far too long and you're really experiencing that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But I am here to empower you on today and remind you that you absolutely can be confident in chaos, okay? So confidence, we're gonna go back to some word definitions because again, we can assume what we think it means, but sometimes when you get the right word breakdown, you're like, okay, that landed, that really resonates. So confidence is actually the feeling, check it, the feeling or belief, okay? So that tells you where to go. The feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust. Oh my goodness, so, so good. The feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Firm trust, okay? The state, all right, this is energy talk. The state, it's a vibe. The state of feeling certain about the truth of something, okay? And a feeling of self-assurance, a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Now, if I were to give my own definition of that last one, (laughs) the Juliana Page translation would say, a feeling of God assurance arising from one's appreciation of God's ability and qualities. Okay, so usually when we get stuck is when we think that we've got it under control, that we can handle it because anything in life, in our own strength, we just can't do. There's just some things that we're going to come up against that we just absolutely cannot face in our own strength, right? And we're not supposed to, strangely enough. Okay, so confidence in chaos is a feeling and it's a belief, right? It's a, a state of feeling certain and it's firm trust. Okay. So any area where you don't have this feeling or belief or state, right? Or this firm trust is an opportunity to grow and to lean in and to develop confidence. Okay. And to really develop your faith. And so what I wanted to gift you with or remind you of on today are a couple of things that you can practice when you are feeling disempowered, when you feel like your confidence got knocked out of you, (laughs) it doesn't always take much in the world that we live in, when you feel like 
you're just coming up against exhaustion or overwhelm or too much, right? You're just going through the motions just to get by, right? And you could use a boost. I, I'm, I'm the one coming at you today to give you that boost, okay? So I want to talk about an example of what this might look like. And again, it's very, very broad in terms of how people experience this. It's so, so personal. But an example, just even in the past day, I was having a conversation with a sweet woman who is in the middle of her second pregnancy. So she had a miscarriage the first go around. She didn't make it all the way through the first trimester. And now she's in her second trimester and she's facing some fear and she's facing some frustration because she's feeling like she cannot embrace and just simply celebrate and enjoy this process of, of bringing a baby into the world. And there's complications happening. It's not something of super concern at this point, but it's something that is giving her anxiety and preventing her from just embracing this process, okay? Now, that is an example of getting confidence knocked out of you, right? You know, I, in in her case, right, I wasn't expecting that this was going to be difficult for me. I wasn't expecting that I was going to lose the first baby. I wasn't expecting that I'd also face a challenge with the second time around. And I'm feeling like I can't even breathe, right? Like I'm feeling like I can't really lean in and just enjoy this. Like I feel like if I think about it too much, I'm going to go crazy, Okay, so that's an example of like, what do I do? Like, this is a really tough situation, right? Or another gal that I was talking to was really facing an interesting transition, potential transition in life, you know, feeling really lost and overwhelmed and, and not quite sure of what's next or what what to do, just feeling meh, right? And in talking, she actually had talked with a therapist as well. In really working out some of these conversations, she was finding, well, I'm not happy at my current job, right? I also am honest in the sense that I don't want to leave, you know, this comfortable life that I have now. She has the gift and the ability to be able to travel quite a bit and to work remotely or virtually. Um, and it's given her a lot of freedom that she didn't know that she wanted and she really enjoys. However, she does not enjoy the work at all. And she has something that she's really passionate about, but has so much fear to even consider it, right? And in that situation, I did feel led to say that for whoever this is for as well, because <laughs> this is very, very common. A lot of times we don't explore a passion or a desire that's on our heart because we believe that we have to turn it into a lucrative career, right? And that's the only way that we'll actually pursue it. However, that often kills the passion. It kills the creativity. It kills the desire. And it really prevents this beautiful enjoyment from coming forth in the first place. So that's just a thought. However, she's in this place of you know, I'm educated, I have this great job, but I'm not happy. And I feel bad that I'm not happy because I should be happy, shouldn't I? Right? It was just this very weird place. At the same time, there's this conflicting desire in a sense of there's this thing that I want to step into, but I really have no idea what that would look like, right? Or 
Another example is a relationship example. I had someone come to me that has really built a lot with the person that she's in relationship with and, you know, just married, kids, the whole deal, but really struggling because they're not on the same growth frequency. They're not both committed to growth. She is, but she, her side of the story is that her partner is not, and they want to stay together because they have kids, right? So she's in this place of, I'm really sensing that this is not a healthy dynamic for me. However, I feel like, or I think I should be in this position, okay? So these are just examples of scenarios or situations that when I work with folks, they're, they're facing you know, these, these core beliefs and these areas of doubt and fear and insecurity and uncertainty. They've lost their certainty. They've lost their confidence. And they're not completely clear on what would cause that to come back or what it's going to take or what it's going to look like to feel better about this thing that they're facing. All they know is they've consistently, right, for some period of time not felt good and now it's becoming too much with me? Okay, so think through your own life. (laughs) Just bring that thing to mind. It might not be a stretch, but bring that area to mind. It could be a job, could be a business, it could be a dream, it could be a relationship, it could be a health situation, it could be anything you can imagine, but something that you really do not have this belief or certainty about, you don't have firm trust about this area of your life and it's really been reminding you that the confidence has been knocked out of you, okay? Call that thing to remembrance and I'm gonna walk you through a simple three-step process that you can go through in moments where you feel completely overwhelmed because that happens when it comes to feeling and emotion. Sometimes those can just take over or we can get into like a very intense overthinking mode, right? Neither are helpful. So I'm gonna walk you through a process and then I'm gonna give you more context as well, okay? So one of the first techniques or methods that you can practice is learning how to breathe. Okay, I know this sounds crazy, maybe, but if you think about our day-to-day life experience, we are not breathing deeply and fully. Usually the breath is really short. Usually our jaw is clenched. (laughs) Usually we're sitting all day, hunched over a computer. We're just tense and we store all the stress usually up in our, our shoulders and our neck area, right? And we're not breathing. We just have these short, really shallow breaths, right? So one of the best things that you can do to calm down your nervous system and just shift out of your mind or shift out of intense emotion, right, is to slow down and really get into your breathing. You want to connect to your body, okay? Because you want, what happens is is our mind is often disconnected from our body, okay? We don't connect our head and our heart. So in order to have you know, a head and heart connection, we got to incorporate our body, okay? So one of the things that I usually facilitate is a deep breathing exercise. And you can do this, maybe not right now, but what you want to do is you want to put one hand over your heart so you can literally feel your heart beating, right? You woke up today. That was your first blessing, right? And a lot of times we don't even feel our heart and think about how amazing it is that our body is functioning with us without us even thinking about it. 
and carrying us through so many different life situations and scenarios that we're being held. Okay, so one hand on your heart <laughs> with that new awareness. And then you put one hand over your stomach, like the full palm of your hand is over your stomach. I usually balance like my, my palm right over my belly button area. Okay, and you sit up straight. You don't want your legs crossed or anything like that. You can breathe in the car, but this isn't how you would sit <laughs> in the car. What I would do in the car, if you happen to be in the car listening to this, is just turn off the radio um, and don't close your eyes, <laughs> but grip the steering wheel firmly and just still let your, your stomach do the work during this breathing exercise. But what you want to do is you want to do a deep inhale, okay, and hold it for three. And when you do the inhale like that, right? You hold that for three and then you breathe out of your mouth. And you want to push your belly out as far as you can, kind of like pregnant belly, right? Or like food coma belly, okay? And you want to do this. I recommend doing at least three sets of three, depending on how tense you are. And for the record, this takes no time, okay? So you're going to do it again. Breathe in for three. Hold at the top for three. And then release out of your mouth for three. And push your belly out, right? All the while, again, you're, I have my left hand over my heart and my right hand over my belly, okay? And I'll just do one more. And literally, you were telling your body through breathing to be still. Be still. Be still and know that I am God, right? So it's telling your body, okay, mind, I know that we're, we're overthinking right now. Emotions, I know we're experiencing a lot. But body, we're going to control all of those and bring us back to peace and center, right? So once you breathe and once you calm down, you literally guide your body into a calmer state. Then you can shift into number two, which is just be honest about where you are. Be honest about the fear. Be honest about the thought. Be honest about the emotion. Be honest about where you are, right? It makes me really angry that I give so much to my workplace and they just keep throwing tasks at me and they never celebrate or appreciate how much I contribute, right? That's real. And you can acknowledge that and be clear about that, right? Or I'm really angry in my relationship that I am investing so much, but I don't feel like I'm getting a return on my investment, right? Or you could say, you know, I feel like I'm being robbed of this beautiful experience and it just makes me so upset because I deserve to enjoy this, right? So these are all things, just be real about that. A lot of times we want to pretend that we're good. We want to pretend that we're okay. We want to pretend like we've got it together, but that doesn't serve anybody and it doesn't help you feel better and it doesn't help you progress, okay? So get clear about where you are, all right? And then that will shift you into number three because a lot of times there's an acceptance. Like I accept that I'm not satisfied with this. I accept that I'm not happy about this. I accept that this is disappointing or that this is discouraging, right? Okay, so this is allowing yourself to move through an experience, all right, without having to numb, without having to use 
or a drug of some kind or self-medicate in some kind of way. This is self-soothing, okay? And it's incredibly powerful and healing. And it's a really great thing too to teach kids as well. So rather than deny ourselves and deny what we feel and what we experience, we can validate it and still choose how to move forward, which is number three. So number three is interesting. <laughs> and for, for some, I mean, you might be at the place where you're willing to receive this. Sometimes this takes um, some disappointment and some heartbreak or you know, some outside influence to get to this place. It doesn't have to, but sometimes it does if we're so like stubborn and, you know, independent and self-driven and, you know, stubborn is a good word. So depending on how stubborn we are, um, this one can be challenging for some, but it does not have to be. And it gets easier again as you practice. But this one, I am just going to call surrender. Surrender. Okay. So the way that I describe surrender is, is remembering who is with you, who is for you, who walks with you. So I want to give you a couple of scriptures for this one because the context of it is so, so powerful. Because essentially from one and two, one is I'm having an out-of-body of an out of body experience. So I'm bringing myself back into my body, <laughs> into this present moment, right? Number two is I'm getting clear about what's up for me. And that's okay, right? I can feel something and that doesn't define me, right? And it actually informs a lot, right? It, it actually gives me a lot of information. So number three is then remembering who you're connected to and who walks with you, okay? So Deuteronomy 31.8 says this, The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you and never forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. I love that as a solid piece of affirmation when you feel alone, when you feel scared, when you feel like you got the confidence or the wind knocked out of you. This is so, so powerful. It tells us exactly how to sit in the presence of God, right? I want to see if there's another version that says it. Sometimes, again, if you just find the right version, it just speaks straight to your soul. Okay, so this is another great one. The Lord himself, it's the same verse, Deuteronomy 31.8, the good news translation. The Lord himself will lead you and be with you, right? So for those that are like, I don't know what to do, right? The Lord himself, like you tell your, you tell your soul this. You say, soul, come, come into agreement with what my spirit knows, right? The Lord himself will lead you and be with you. He will not fail you or abandon you. So do not lose courage or be afraid. So this is calling your soul into order, right? And then I will give you one last version of this verse. The Lord is the one who is going ahead of you, right? He's got it. <laughs> he will be with you. He won't abandon you or leave you. So anybody that struggles with a fear of abandonment from time to time, which is a very real fear, also that can be reinforced by life experiences. This is the powerful verse, right? God's words translation. The Lord is the one who is going ahead of you. He will be with you. He won't abandon you or leave you. So don't be afraid or terrified because our emotions are dramatic sometimes and they make us feel terrified. So that is a strong verse to remember I also love, this is from 
A Course in Miracles, but it's a really great visual for a meditation on Deuteronomy, right? And in meditating on a divine encounter with God, right? So how I would set up a visualization or a divine encounter or activate that experience is, Jesus, where are you right now? Holy Spirit, what would you have me know? God, what would you have me see? Where are you right now? Right? And allow your mind and imagination to take over and to have an encounter with God. <laughs> Literally, right? We can we can have these encounters whenever we're still enough and whenever we allow ourselves to really explore what that looks like, right? We can activate ourselves into that experience and there's so much wisdom and empowerment that comes from that. There's a training a healing ministry actually called Sozo, S-O-Z-O, that does a lot of this guidance and inner healing work. So just an example of how you can do that. But this verse, I feel like, gives me a visual. It says, if you knew who walks beside you on this path that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. Like, what? But how cool. Like, and that is what I would do. So if I think about And again, this isn't a scripture verse, but if I think about this quote here, right? If I knew who walked beside me on this path, God, where are you right now? Where are you in this situation that I'm facing? Right? And invite God to reveal himself to you, right? It says, if you knew who walks beside you on this path that you have chosen, fear would be impossible. So then I would also repent. God, I repent for partnering with fear. I repent for giving in and leaning into discouragement. I repent for my anger and frustration. I thank you that I can trust you, that you are certain, that your promises are not small promises, that your word does not return void, that it is you, God, that goes before me, and it's you, God, that is with me, and it's you, God, that perfects all things concerning me. And so I release my fear, I release my anger, I release my frustration to you in this moment, God, and I thank you that you make your presence known to me right now. I thank you, God, that you restore peace to my soul, that you renew my mind to the mind of Christ, that you renew a right spirit in me, that you created me a clean heart, God, and that you help me to see what you see and operate in your perfect plan for me in Jesus' name, right? So I allow that to happen, and I'll just sit in that. I'll just remind my soul, like, we're okay. Like, God is holding us. God still has us in the palm of our hand. And I'm saying us, like, my mind, my emotion, (laughs) right? Like, all these parts of me that feel scattered, like, God's got it all together, right? So that's what I would do as an example in surrender. That looks different to everybody, but it's essentially remembering who is with you, who is for you, who's already gone ahead of you, um... Right? And who, who's got it already all worked out? God has good plans for you, right? So if you're partnering with plans that aren't good, that's not coming from God, right? And God isn't the author of confusion. He's actually the author of peace, <laughs> right? So surrender is getting back to that peaceful state because that's a powerful position, okay? So just a reminder also how to take the surrender forward. Because a lot of times we want a strategy. We want an action step. (laughs) And those can come too in that stillness, right? There can be a word. There can be a reminder. There can be an affirmation of some kind that moves us forward. But this is what I always come back to. Psalm 37, 3. 
trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Okay, another verse. Trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Okay, so I'm just going to trust God and keep showing up. Right? I'm going to trust God and keep fixed and focused on what he's given me to do and appreciate and be grateful that he's given me that to do. Right? That he trusts me with that. Right? Another way to say it too, trust in the Lord and do good things. Right? Usually these are divinely inspired things. Just work what's in front of you. Work what's in your hands. Um, live in the land and practice being faithful. Oh, right? So like that's, that's what this is usually a test for is just practicing being faithful, right? We don't really need faith when things are going well, <laughs> right? We should still use our faith, right? But we don't always activate our faith when things are going well, right? We dig deeper when things aren't going the way we had planned, right? Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on faithfulness, right? Another way to say it, trust in the Lord and do what is right. Settle in the land and maintain your integrity. So this is a reminder of after I surrender and leave that place of just being in the presence of God or maybe having an encounter with God, journaling, listening to worship music, soaking in the worship music, Right, all of this actually can take place in 10 minutes, right? This doesn't have to be dramatic. You don't think you have to block a whole day retreat or something, although sometimes your soul needs that. But this is something you can incorporate into your everyday or as often as you need, right? And you can do it even in your car. Trust me, all right? <laughs> all right, so after three, after you surrender, that's when I recommend Psalm 37 3. Just trust God and do good, right? Like be about his business, right? One of the ways to get out of our own way is to actually serve somebody else. So instead of just thinking about ourselves and our desires and our dreams and our plans and what's working and what's not working, sometimes the best way to get out of our way is to go serve somebody. So that's a great way to shift energy as well. But for a reminder too, I want to give you two verses on peace, okay? First one is submit to God and be at peace with him. So rather than submitting to the fear, submitting to the disempowerment, submitting to the anger and the frustration, submit to God and be at peace with him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. So this is reminding your heart of what God says, reminding your heart of what is true. It's okay that you experience that fearful emotion. It's okay that you're believing some like cray cray thoughts or had some stinking thinking. Yeah, human, right? But accept instruction from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart, okay? And then he also remember that peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid right? So that's when we can cast our cares to the Lord because he cares for us. Rather than being troubled, I'm going to embrace what God says. I'm going to lift up my eyes to him. He is where my help comes from, right? He is my rock. He's my firm foundation. He is the lifter of my head, 
right? He's the restorer of my soul. So I can trust when I connect with him, when I get in his presence, he's going to bring refreshing. He's going to bring restoration. This isn't some far off thing. I can access it now, right? He's walking with me. He's in me. How much closer do you want to get, right? So that's something that in moments of frustration and fear and anxiety, we forget. We don't choose to pray. We choose to vent and to murmur and even speak cursing over our life sometimes, right? So this is a great way to soothe yourself and guide yourself back into peace. And I want to say something about desire, right? With desire, sometimes we hold them so tightly, right? So what I want to hold up about desire, I'm just sensing that that is connected to this message, just having confidence about wanting what you want, right? Having a desire, God is the one that gives us a lot of these desires, like these secret petitions of our heart, right? Not desires for bad things, but the desires that you know that you truly desire, right? So for example, not everybody desires marriage, but those that do desire it, right? And and know the, the power of covenant and the kingdom marriage, right? That's a desire from God, okay? And he plans to prepare you and prepare your partner to come together in, in the perfect way and in the perfect time, right? And when the time is right, I, the Lord, shall make it happen. Meaning you don't got to go chase your bae. <laughs> God will guide you, right? So that desire, right, is an example with marriage, for example, that can get way, way, way out of context and crazy real fast, right? Where we want to take it into our own hands. There's a sense of urgency. There's a societal pressure. There's a clock that's ticking. Like all of this drama is not from God. That's that's how the world leads and guides and pressures and forces and all of that, right? But it's not that your desire is off, right? So it's more about releasing that desire to God so that you can be open to the best and highest good, right? Of everybody involved, right? Because you don't want to get out ahead of God and partner with somebody that's actually not a good fit for you and is not going to be healthy, right? For, for where God is leading you and vice versa, right? So release what it is that you think that you need, right? You don't, you probably, if you are craving it and like really needing it, you probably don't need it today. You're probably not ready. A lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's probably the case, right? So release what you need and surrender and be open to preparing the way for God, preparing the perfect way for that to come together. Like get out of the way and let God handle it. Release that desire to God so that it doesn't become an idol, right? Now it doesn't have to be marriage, but that's just an example that I see a lot, okay? So with desires, it's not that it's wrong to desire at all, right? And a lot of these, again, secret petitions of our heart, God didn't give them to us to tease us, okay? It's just often they come to pass quite differently than we think and in ways that we don't expect, which is better <laughs> than we could think or imagine. So be open to that and prepare for the way for God. And then I just want to give you this reminder that the only way to enjoy the journey is to really get to this place of continuing to be devoted and steadfast and peaceful and grounded in the present moment and in who is with you in this moment, right? So it's more important to develop that faithfulness 
as we grow because that allows you to embrace every moment, to stay present in the moment, and to enjoy the journey, right? A majority of our life is getting from A to B. A majority of our life is process. And the minute we get one thing, we're already on to the next. And a lot of times we're getting or going after seven things at once, right? So we're not able to fully sit with the magnitude of how awesome God is, of how he's perfecting all things that concern us, how he's working things for good. It's just truly powerful if you can slow down, right? And and really connect and develop that devotion, steadfastness, peace, groundedness, right? With God, in God, right? Think about this. This is the question that I want to leave you with. How would you live if you knew you were being guided? right? Would you be activating your cray-cray self? <laughs> Would you be venting to everybody you have an opportunity to vent to? Right? <laughs> that might have been a say law for somebody, right? Think about it. Usually when we're connected to people, we have an opportunity to bless them, to sow into them, to be a light for them. But when we're too busy with ourselves, we can't do that in the same way. So think about that. Certainty, faith, trust, connection. We have that when we're connected to God. God is our anchor. He's a firm foundation, right? He goes before us and he's our rear guard. He is with us. He's leading us, guiding us. And when we get disconnected from him, that's when we lose confidence and we make a mess in the chaos. But we can be steady. We can be peaceful. We can be grounded in the midst of chaos and open to wisdom, open to discernment, open to revelation, divine intervention, right? Strategies, downloads from God. We can be open to what God wants us to do and how God wants us to move forward if we will slow down and be a receiver of it, right? We've got to get to a place of being able to receive. I call it receive mode, right? So if we don't like the beliefs that we have, beliefs are really just thoughts that we keep thinking and we can change them. And the best thing to do is get in alignment with truth. Those are the thoughts that you want to think on. In fact, meditate on them day and night, right? So that you can access them when you need them most. So that's what I want to leave you with. How would you live if you knew you were being guided? This is not if you hoped you were being guided. This is if you knew you were being guided right? That God, the creator of the universe, who created you, right, is guiding you. How would you live if you knew that? Okay, so I want to invite you to explore that in the days to come. Just start paying attention, start slowing down, stop and smell the roses for a second, and see what starts coming up from you. If you do, in fact, feel peace, if you do tap into your steadiness, if your devotion gets stronger, if you feel more grounded and rooted in God and how that changes things in your world. All right, guys, deep word, powerful word, works if you work it. <laughs> but I would love to hear from you and hear how this is going. If you do have questions for me, you can connect with me over at julianapage.com. I have a little pop-up over there. It's called the Daily Five. These are things that I do 
every day to also feel rooted and grounded. So go grab that. That also connects you to my newsletter, which I just send out for updates. In fact, I have a new book coming out. So if you go and put in your name, your email, you'll be the first to know about that. And then there's also a self-mastery course, coaching programs, and different ways that we can connect books, all the things. Just go check out julianapage.com and all the social media links are there as well. So if you want to connect by any of those means, I welcome it. All right, guys, until next time, stay